Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Today we celebrate the feast day of the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. And it's a unique feast day because almost every other feast day, we are remembering and celebrating something God did for us. Right? At Christmas, he came down as one of us in the incarnation to take on the human condition and to rescue us from the powers of darkness. On Good Friday, he died on the cross in atonement and reconciliation and power and forgiveness. On Easter Sunday, he rose to give us new life and hope and glory. Pentecost, he gave us the Holy Spirit to sanctify us, unite us to him. We're always celebrating what he did for us. But on this day, the feast day of the Holy Trinity, we don't celebrate what God did. What we're celebrating is that he's revealed who he is. He's shown us who he is. In the catechism, it says he has revealed his inmost secret. He's let us in. There's a huge atmosphere of intimacy and interiority that's wrapped up into this feast day. And you and I so often are in the category of solely this being a doctrine we believe. That we miss out on all the invitation and the drawing power of the love of when God has made himself vulnerable enough to be deeply known by you and by me. So to understand that atmosphere, I think this might be able to help. I want to share with you the first category are things that I did this week for the parish. Right? It's not like tooting my own horn. It's just I'm a pastor. This is my job. It's what I did this week. All right? So I visited two babies in the NICU, one at Hillcrest, one at Akron General. I met with a lighting architect who's going to be helping us redo the lighting and the part of the renovations eventually that are going to get going here. I met with him. I met with some diocesan officials just about the typical legal stuff pastors need to know about with contracts and things. I met with office staff to make sure that we are just all on the same page for the summer months, business terms, organizational health, that type of thing, making sure we're going in the right direction and uh, we're heard and we understand what's going on. I also met with a couple to prepare them for marriage. Here's some of the things I did this week. And you go, oh, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're working. Keep doing it. Great. Good. Now, I just want you to be aware of now this next category. This week, I also felt very discouraged. Incredibly overwhelmed and sad at times. Sad to see a NICU baby, one of them who died, and the funeral will be Wednesday. Sad to have to do so many quote-unquote human things as a priest when I had great longings for spiritual life one day. (laughs) Sad because I was wondering about my own limits and how does that affect things at the parish. Really joyful. I got to see some good friends and laugh very, very hard. And full of a nostalgia for a time in my life where I felt closer to God 
than I did this week. Do you see how different the church feels right now? Because when someone shares their interiority, unless we're very wounded, we almost always welcome that with a sense of care and reverence. Because we almost intuitively know the interior of a person is holy ground. How much more when the interiority of God has been revealed? When he has shown us his inner life to be the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It says in the Catechism, as I said, he revealed his inmost self. I did not reveal to you my inmost self, just some feelings that I was dealing with throughout the week. He revealed his innermost self. And most of us, before we pray, do this. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Or when we pray a rosary, we get to the end of the decade and we go, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. We sound like cattle calls. When the most sacred place in God has been given to you and me. That interior sacred place of God, holiness itself, is disclosed to us in the sacraments. And you and I have an effect on the power of the sacrament. Whether or not God performs and accomplishes his miracles of love in your life are largely dependent on how you and I enter in. Is it solely the category of these are all the things he did? Or is there a deep revelation, a deep manifestation of the inner life of God. That inner life is, heart, is at the heart of what the Mass is. When we are here, we are swimming between the eternal exchange of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, translated into human signs and symbols and rituals so that we can go deeper every time. Perhaps as we begin the summer months, we need to think of the summer in the categories of interiority and intimacy rather than a bunch of neat things we want to do. How different would your summer look if you made interiority and intimacy at the top of your priority list? Would you do things differently? Would you see different people? Would your days maybe have a more sane approach of how much you want to do and not do? Would you savor things a little bit more? Because to be at this place in our own hearts is to be very close to the God who out of great love for you took the risk to say, this is my inmost self. Amen.